Dustin. <gasps> Logan. I'm thinking for this summer, man. I'm thinking we just get away. And we hop on a plane and we go to like, I don't know, a freak show in South America. I'm actually very into that. It's weird you say that. I'm like very into that. I, then I think that's what we do. Wow. I think we start the summer right. Because that's what... And let's if we do it early too, we'll you know we'll beat the rush of all the college kids. Well, that's the thing too. Like I don't want to go when I I I will not go during the rush. Let's go on. A, we'll go on a weekday, like a Tuesday. On a weekday now, How like a Tuesday. Tuesday's good. Okay. Yeah. So let's catch a flight early in the week to South America, specifically to go to a freak show, and then we'll come right on back. Well, yeah, because I think we need to. Like, I think that's how we have to start our summer. I think so. To, and make this. Just so we can a we can, summer uh, to wait. What are you gonna say? Hold on. No, you. Were go you ahead. about to say the same thing? I, I think so. Wait. I was about to say if we do that, then this would be a good chance to make this a summer, summer to to remember. remember. Okay, yeah. <laughs> We're adorable. We're adorable. <laughs> We're cute as fuck, y'all. <laughs> back to another episode of quality home entertainment and boy do we got a doozy for you i think this time not in a, not in a bad way in a good way it's a good doozy a goozy nope i'm one of your hosts logan nielsen and joining me as always is my co-host my my friend my i don't want to say sidekick but definitely a side show. Oh, Dustin Pixley. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Logan. What's up, man? Um, not much, buddy. How are you? I am a sideshow, aren't I? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What would your? What's your thing? What's the attraction? What? Do you, what's your thing? Of Ooh, like, I love step that. right, oh. step right up. Come witness the, and then what do I say as oh. I point to you? What's your thing? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or do you need to think on it? We can come back. I do. Can we save that for like special features? Ooh, okay. Maybe and we'll see save if it. it. See if it'll like something will hit me like a bolt okay. of lightning. Yeah. We can do that. And we're talking about sideshows uh, because we watched a little movie to kick off our summer to remember, which, listen, I came up with summer to remember, and I'm still not sure if that's a play on anything, <laughs> but Dustin's gone with it. <laughs> I'll always go with you. You know that. Like, Aw. Yeah. Uh, but what we're meaning by that is we're going to be watching movies that make you go, you remember that one? What Was that a fever dream? Hey, do you remember that? Am I the only one that remembers this? Can can anyone hear me? That's, that's what these movies <laughs> that's, make that's, you think. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. They make you think that. Uh, and also, as part of our summer to remember... We will also be looking back in remembrance of the show, and we'll be releasing our lost episodes. Quote lost episodes. By lost episodes, we means the one we mean the ones we just didn't uh, finish editing before we moved <laughs> yeah, on to a new thing. They, they they either fall victim to a concept that didn't work out, or we just did not edit them. Yeah, a lot of it was like tech. We had a couple of them are like really slowed down by tech issues, and it's like, well, now we're on to the next month, so let's just do our next thing that we're doing. You know, so 
we'll get into more of that as we uh, release those episodes. But uh, but yeah, we're we're really going on. We want we picked a, a slate of movies for this summer that make you go, oh yeah, I think I remember, or maybe I heard of, or maybe you've never heard of it. And this one I feel like is I do think this will fall into the category of like what <laughs> you know what I mean like. I, I think it, some people will remember this, but some I think people will. A good chunker have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. But they, but they need mean, to know. They need to know. Yeah, and it's in its entirety on YouTube for free, HD, no less. HD. It looks great. It looks great. I, that was like the one thing while watching. I was like, God damn, they restored this very well. It's a it's a great copy of this movie just on YouTube because the DVDs and Blu-rays are out of print. You yeah. can't just buy a copy. No, you and I don't can, think you, I don't you, even know if you can rent it on Amazon or anything. You cannot. Can you? I looked. I was like, I'm I'm just gonna rent this. I don't like ads. Nope, not available. Yeah. So so right now the way to see this movie is on YouTube in its entirety, and it's a little film called Freaked from 1993, uh, co-written and co-directed by Alex Winter of Bill and Ted fame. He was Bill, right? He's Bill, right? He's Bill Keanu's. <laughs> okay, Ted. this is very funny. I had the same conversation with a, a a few people I met. I'm in Lexington on a work trip, mm-hmm. but anyway, we had this exact same conversation where I was like, "Well, you know, Alex Winter of Bill and Ted." They're like, "Oh, you mean Bill?" Or wait, was it? I'm like, I don't know. Not and here's the thing. I just said not Keanu Reeves. That's how I went with it. When I see them together, I'm like Bill and Ted, and it's for some reason when you only try to think of their names separately. Like away from like looking at the movie, you get lost. I always have a second go like, wait, which one is Bill? Which one is Ted? But then once in my head, I go Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan. Then I usually that puts them in place for me as Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. It, then you're good, yeah. But it is there's always that quick second of being like, wait, <laughs> which one was he? Who? Uh, but this is, I mean, I, th- I not his directorial debut. They did something for MTV. Him and the co-director. Um, it's it's funny. He's a few things. It's funny you too. say that because it this the intro to this movie feels so MTV. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it was. I believe it's. Isn't it an MTV film or maybe not? Maybe it's not. It wasn't mentioned. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some hand in it, but um, it feels like an MTV music video from that that time era. Well, the movie straight up comes from. Uh, work that Winter and then his co-director and co-writer Tom Stern uh, stuff they did on the MTV like quasi sketch show The Idiot Box okay which starred Alex Winters too but like he was like so it was like a sketch they took from the show and they're like let's make a movie about this I don't know if it was a full sketch from it but it was like very much like the whole the vibe like the whole aesthetic yeah the whole vibe and the whole aesthetic and it it absolutely feels like that throughout yeah yeah no this this feels like it was made for MTV is how it really really feels and I, I guess it wasn't it was a 20th Century Fox movie but then um it was why this ended up being so underseen uh, was because I guess after they had already started production, the studio head who approved it, then I think 
like got ousted at the studio or or, or left or whatever, whatever happens. There's always like they yeah, get fired, for, they move for, to a different yeah, studio. For some reason, they're no longer there. Who knows? They weren't there anymore. And then the person that took over the studio hated the fucking movie and hated <laughs> they were spending money on it. So they cut they cut their editing and special effects budget and then basically got rid of any money for advertising. So oh, I yeah. think a lot of people. So I think even then, people just, didn't really know this movie was fucking tried happening. Just to bury this movie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, freaked. It's from 1993. Uh, this is a movie we've talked about. This movie before. We ha- we have mentioned it on a few different occasions. I'm certain because it has come up in conversation where one time we were talking about movies that you were pretty sure were dreams, and this was a movie I tr- I saw as a kid. Must have been in like 95, 96, I guess, when I'd seen it. That's the thing. I haven't seen this in, I know, 20 years. Like, I can comfortably say 20 years I have not seen this movie. See, and I know I've seen it once since then, and even that is like 15 years ago now because I was in college. And I remember a, a friend of mine, Johnny Posner, uh, brought it up to me and he was talking about it. I'm like, that sounds super familiar. And then we started watching it and then I had all these fucking flashbacks to being like these images that had been stuck in my head of, of this movie that I'm like, it seemed insane and made no sense to me. Yeah, cannot be real. Yeah, couldn't sure be real. Couldn't be, it, was, it was definitely something, I saw something wrong. I, I just, in my head, been like, surely that's not what happened. That wasn't, that couldn't have been a movie that I saw. Yes, every and scene. And it was. Every scene you imagined or thought you imagined did happen in this movie. Did happen in this movie. And then more. And then rewatched it. And then I rewatched it again this time. Um and this movie is goddamn hilarious. It is. It's a really funny movie. <laughs> I do have one complaint. Do do we get into that now or do we want to wait? Um let's hold off on the specifics. Okay. Maybe Absolutely. just because I have one. I think just because I'm since we're kicking off summer, I was, I was I'm open to me a little summery drink. Oh, what is that? That looks. This, I see Rattler. It's a Rattler. It's the from Stiegel. They're grapefruit Rattler. Ooh, that sounds okay. That looks delightful. I was just in Chicago seeing friends of the show, Steve Wonderlick and Caleb Woodley. Chicago. Sh- Sorry, sh- Chicago. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I was in, I was in Chicago. But I was out there for Caleb's birthday. We did a little golf outing. Yeah, you and they said brought that. Some how, of, how was that, by the way? I mean, it was fine. I'm a shit golfer, but <laughs> that's all right. As long as you had fun, you had fun. And we went to, and we showed up. We went to the started going to. I I heard he told this on the Josh Johnson show. So I won't say it too many times because I don't want to make Steve feel bad. But we drove all the way to the wrong golf course because <laughs> <laughs> we were going to a place called like Indian Boundary or Indian. Res- I can't remember what it was called. I think it was Indian Boundary, uh, but. <laughs> He just typed in Indian, and then it completed, like, Indian Mound Golf Course, and he selected it, and it said it was, like, a similar amount way of what, like, Caleb said the place was. So we just started driving, and we were driving for a long time, and then Caleb finally goes, like, so you're going to this one, right? And Steve's like, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I was wondering why you're going so. He was like, I was wondering why you're going so far north. And I was like, oh, fellas. And I, had, and I had no idea where we were going, so I couldn't help or prevent this at all. But so we got there a little late. It was a little stressful getting the golf game started, which is never good for starting with golf. But we had a good time, um, and we were sipping these. Stephen Caleb brought these. They're like, we had some Rattlers. I'm like, okay. Uh, gotta say, this is a great uh, out Bro, in the sun um, drink. A, gra- a grapefruit Rattler sounds incredible go ahead and crack that my guy it's good it's uh it's pretty oh. good uh, malt beverage with natural flavors uh one pint i'm not sure what that means um 
but they're pretty light too. They're uh, they're only two point two five percent by volume, so what? really light. That is insanely light. Yeah, it's it's light, but I think that's what's nice about it because it's it's it's. I'm excited to have one of these after mowing a yard. Oh, absolutely, it's light and it looks. I know it's citrusy. I can tell with the grapefruit. It's got to be mm. yummy as fuck. It's pretty good. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to get some when you're back. So I'm the... I'm drinking the uh, I'm drinking a Rheingeist. Oh, okay. We've uh, had Rheingeist before, haven't we? Yeah, we have absolutely. Uh, Juicy Truth yeah. is what this one's called. They're hazy. It's 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 good. Juicy Truth. Okay, I like that. I'll see. I could have. I had hazies upstairs too. I could have drank one of those. But and I have a sidecar of uh, Buffalo Trace because oh, I'm in I'm in Buffalo Trace County. I'm in the uh, you know I'm true. in their I'm in their backyard. Yeah, you said you went on a little uh, tour of the I place. I did. We get, I actually got to tour Buffalo Trace. Um, Who we tried on the show not too long ago, right? I can't remember did if we? we did or not. If we didn't, or we did, will. Or, or was it one of the ones you just brought over? I don't. Maybe we didn't try it on the show. I, I know remember. I gave you some, but it might have just been. I've definitely had some. Oh, may, that may have been that may have been an off mic. That may have been an off mic podcast. It might. When we, <laughs> yes. When we did that, uh, you know, tour was great. Super fun. I got nice. to uh, dazzle our tour guide with my bourbon knowledge. There you go. Because he was like, and he was like, he's like, what makes you know what? It- he was like, please stop. I'm trying to run the tour here. Oh no, he you kept, don't work he here, kept sir. asking me. He's like, what's next? He he was he was uh, he was probing me. Hmm. And I got well. Okay. Well, oof. let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> oh, hold on. I gotta fix my donut here. Wait, like, actually, are you sitting on a donut right now? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> okay. I was- <laughs> I didn't know how, how old you've gotten since you've been away. Uh, it was supposed to go along with my probing joke. <laughs> For me, I'm just like, oh, maybe he needs one. <laughs> For when he's recording. <laughs> um, yeah, me, me and Jess had a little... Uh, Little summery day. We were we were uh, out in the yard, um, just hanging out in the patio with the dogs. We did a little grilling, and then Ooh, uh, uh, can I ask what you grilled, real quick? Some Sorry steaks? to interrupt. <gasps> no, a couple Ooh. couple steaks. Little some uh, did some some asparagus with it, and then uh, had some we had some watermelon too. Didn't grill the watermelon. I know some people do. That sounds insane, but I didn't do it. No, I agree with um, that. Oh, uh, that sounds delightful. By the way, that's yeah, that's, that's so either- the the best summer meal. Yeah, we were just hanging out. We turned our little our little lights on. We had some music playing. Saw our new neighbor's penis. So that was good. Uh, let's uh, let's revisit that. Hmm? Just real hmm? quick, real quick. Which part? Let's circle the back. lights or the watermelon? What did you want to hear? Which part did you want to hear again? Uh, the neighbor penis. I I can't get oh, can't get it out of my head. The part about seeing my neighbor's penis. Yes, gotcha. yes, yes, yes. I suppose. Okay. I guess <laughs> if you need to know about it. Yeah, we have we have new neighbors across the street. I think it's just a guy who lives there. Um, and we saw him out there doing yard work, and then he went inside, and then I was sitting there, I looked over, I just just looked out, I wasn't like looking for anything, right, just looking around, and the window on the corner fully lit inside, and I looked in, I'm like, I think that guy's naked. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he, 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 he did a wiggle and winked at you, and you're like, yep. Well, see, and, and then Jess looked, and he's... Tall fella, so you know uh, the windows are maybe uh, at hip height, maybe a little lower. Uh, Jess looked over and she goes, "Yes, he is. That's his dick." <laughs> so, but yeah, that was goes looking over him and he's just like folding his clothes, no curtains at all, just open, fully lit in there, just nude. That's that's a lot of confidence though to be able to just be it like, was. "Hey, here's my dick, neighbors." Especially like drink it in. He saw us out there too. 
Oh, he yeah. Listen, this is all intentional. He knew exactly like what dogs, he was doing. Yeah. It was because our dogs were out like barking at him, like they saw us sitting out there the whole time when he was doing yard work. So like he knew we were there. But God, don't be don't be too surprised if he shows up with the fruitcake in a couple days here. Like, hey neighbor, I just wanted to introduce myself. <laughs> or I see him, yeah, the next time he's like in the window, it'll be like he's got a little leather mask on, <laughs> a little zipper mouth, who knows? But yeah, that was uh that's you interesting. Know, just, yeah, it's just, it's just it's just great to get outside. It is, you <laughs> it's know, great to get have outside. a nice steak, a little asparagus, a little neighbor dick, a little meat to go with my meat. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So that was that was fun. That, that was, was a that good does time. sound fun. I'm I'm glad that happened to you. It makes me feel good about. Thank you. You know. Thank you. Everything. Yeah. Well, and then we had to sit there for a little bit, and me being like, Jess, stop looking. Because <laughs> I'm like, if he looks out, he's gonna see the two people staring at. Just, just staring. <laughs> Just staring at this this naked man, who's definitely in his sixties or something. Too. Like, oh, really? This not, yeah, this isn't a young dude. Oh, okay. So this in is... my mind's eye, for some reason, he was a young dude. No, 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 no. This is an older. But that does make more guy. sense. He's hitting the point of like, I don't give a fuck. My this balls are at my knees. Here's YMCA my dick. locker room. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely. Are those not the worst though? Let's go on a little tangent. Yeah, let's talk more about old man penises. The let's old, do it. the old men at the Y, and the zero fucks they have given about being naked. I, I, I've never been, but I just you hear the stories. I, and it I does. I went like once, and I was like, I will no longer change in here. I'll just wear my gym <laughs> clothes in, because immediately I walk in to a man just watching the news, just naked, butt ass naked, yeah. leg up out. on the bench. He's like. Yeah. Look at my dick. I'm let it breathe. I'm watching the news. That's letting it dry, man. Yeah. That's what it is. He doesn't want to, you don't want to put it away wet? No, apparently not. Not that age. <laughs> gotta let it air dry a little bit. At that age? You know, at that age too, a lot of crevices. You gotta let yeah. the wind blow through. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you have to air dry. I think that's the instructions you're given when you hit that age. I think too. so. That's when you start, yeah. <laughs> After you get your first colonoscopy, they're also like, Hey, you gotta let stuff hang dry a little bit, <laughs> yeah, you know. Just, just so you, you know, gotta... here's a pamphlet. It's like yeah, it's this, like putting a sheet out on the old, the old yeah, string. This gotta... must air dry now. <laughs> we're noticing some things while we were doing this. You you need to air dry. Ah, <laughs> ah, <sighs> oh. what a fun Summer show! Nights. What a fun show! That we have. <laughs> what a great show we got here. Um, well, <laughs> so that's what we've been watching lately. <laughs> Just seeing some old cocks. That's what we've been doing lately. I'm glad we covered think, that segment. I, me too. But now I think it's time for us to move on uh, to our feature presentation. Roll it! And now, your feature presentation. We repeat, the flying gimp has been destroyed. You may return to your homes. And now, Back to the Sky Daily Show with tonight's special guest, Ricky Coogan. Ricky, after your hideous disfigurement, the very mention of your name makes children scream in terror. Ricky Coogan, the world is waiting to hear your story. Freaked! 1993 comedy film directed by Tom Stern and Alex Winter, uh, which they co-wrote with Tim Burns, starring Alex Winter, Randy Quaid, 
William Sadler, uh, Megan Ward, Michael Stoyanov, Bobcat Goldthwait, Mr. T, Brooke Shields, and an uncredited Keanu Reeves as a dog boy. He was dog boy? Um, he's dog boy. Did you not know that? No. That's yeah, awesome. Dude, that's, that's Keanu. You know what's so weird? I thought dog boy looked familiar. That's Keanu. He's doing a slight accent, too, and he's in full dog makeup, but that's Keanu God, Reeves. Damn it. That's amazing. All right. I'm sorry. Continue on. No, I thought you knew that. I did not. That's crazy. Um, it's a wacky comedy that follows uh, a, a self-absorbed actor played by Alex Winter. He becomes the spokesperson for this new conglomerate or this, this massive like corporation and then they're flying him out to do some sort of event for that or something they he gets sidetracked they go to a freak show run by randy quaid end up getting turned into freaks and a bunch of really funny jokes happen <laughs> from there i i i like this movie a lot this is a very funny movie to me i uh, the only complaint i have and it was yes. more. Oh, yes. the, it was more in the beginning. My grievance. I'm gonna let my grievance out. Oh, okay. I do wish that this movie stayed more in the freak show world, and didn't get so meta and so like airplane with their comedy. See, I disagree. So I you like hard... that? You liked that? I love that. Okay. I I was actually for me. I was watching it, and there's a couple of jokes that just don't age well. Not even because they're like bad but like they're just they're such 90s references like the bob vila joke which still has a funny joke with it but there's like there's a couple of like very 90s references of like remember this and it's like at this point there are things you don't really remember if yeah, you you're weren't like, no i really really don't remember that okay so, so i don't know of, for me i i, I kind of wish that part wasn't there i wish it would have stayed in the in the freak you're world. saying just literally just not on the airplane just not doing that stuff yeah i think that's the part i hated the most See, I like that. There's just some good gags in there. Because once we got to the freak, you know, into the freak show, I was mm -hmm. fine because we kind of passed all that stuff. But I don't know for some yeah, reason. Yeah, but I, I, I like that setup stuff because it kind of that that leads it. Because to me, that setup stuff, um, really builds how it's like it is like fully a satire on just like movies of that era too. Yeah, and maybe yeah, I, I suppose I should have tried to view view it through that lens a little more cuz it does really Cause like, really do that. Cuz his friend the chauvinist character is so clearly introduced as the I'm that guy from those movies in the oh, 80s. He, I'm he's, Styles. He's styled, I'm, yes, I was just going to say that. Perfect. Thank you. And he comes in and he's so immediately like, "Oh, this guy sucks." I'm the over-sexualized yeah. Hornball, yes, I'm, yes. I'm the chauvinist prick who's like the cool party guy. Look at my hat and my shirt, you know. And it's like, yeah. But well, I like that the, the movie brings him the, in. Uh, the 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 dude in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the asshole. Yes, yeah. That that's him, and, like to a T. And to me, right away, I like that he comes in because he's got like a he's got a, uh, a fake hand sticking out of his yes. pants, and he's he's like. I can't remember what the gag is when he comes in. Oh, he like, says, it, uh, give me a hand. it was just a bump, but I scratched it, and then it turned into this. Well, that's what he says now, but then he just has to sit there then with just this hand sitting there, and they never acknowledge <laughs> it again. And I th and to me, I'm like, oh, I think they're making fun of the Styles character. I, I, I think I, so, too. I think everything they're doing is mocking that a little bit. It, it, um, it is, also, it, is Alex Winter doing a Nick Cage impression? Right. Doesn't it feel Dude. like... 
Yes. His character because what's what's the, what's his character's name? It's uh, Ricky Coogan. But yes, does it not feel like the, the way, way he's dressed and the the way and he's the way talking? He talks. And the way his hair looks is like very much like nineties yeah. Nick Cage looked. I kept thinking, I'm like, I think this is meant to be making fun of Nick Cage a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't know if it was on intentional, but it there there's a taste of it in there for sure. I want you to know that me and my team in Santa Flan. Santa Flan? What kind of shitty name for a country is that? <laughs> <laughs> it is named for the patron saint of creamy desserts. The humor of it. Like just the the just the constant joke. Like I was really watching this movie, thinking I'm like, this I think jumps up there with like with airplane and with like Naked Gun of like great spoof movies. Because this is how this movie feels. This feels like kind of a spoof like that. It is too because it's out of this reality. It's not in our world. There's no yeah. way. It's it's a height. Everything everything exists as a joke, and it's a cartoon world, a cartoon logic. And everything is just there's stuff that exists purely to set up and pay off jokes, and it's just it it feels like it's done very much in that way in that well, spoof. It's manner. wild too because this movie is kind of like an MTV movie, the way it feels. Yeah. But it's actually like way smarter than that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like the the messages they're trying to convey are like way 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 above the MTV generation. Like they're. I think it was kind of ahead of its time, to be honest with you. Oh, I I think so too. I I think, like for me, it's like it's it's kind of a shame this movie doesn't have more of a cult following. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't hit at the right time. But I think just because it was so underseen then, and it was kind of ripe. I mean, not right before home video. The home video existed, but like, I think it was kind of right before like a movie of that era could be like made on home. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it was almost, like could make all of its money yeah, back. before Indies could, could really take off. Well, I think too, because this wasn't really an indie and they didn't, I don't even know if they actually put it out on home video for a long time. Yeah. And that would definitely hurt it too. Because I think just the people like, yeah, the, the, well, like you said that the studio, studio kind of like it kind of nixed it. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, because then after it says after several poor test screenings, and after that guy who took over had already cut, you know, a bunch of funding from it, Fox chose to pull the film from a nationwide release and cut its advertising budget. Um, so it it got released in two theaters. Oh God, two! It made it made six thousand dollars in its first weekend, and then they just pulled it from theaters. So this is a movie that did Ugh. just get killed by it did yeah it got destroyed and, by the by its own studio which is so sad well and that that shit happens when you do have like i hear stories about this a lot from people i've i've met who work in it and you just hear on like i've heard it on podcast stuff too where it's like you have something in production you know in development and then someone will take over like because those studio heads get you know oh I'm, they move, i'm they sure it's kind axed, of a revolving they, door with that it happens all the time yeah and usually when someone takes over, their first order of business is to kill everything they can that the last person had in development. Yes. I think I've heard that, too, where it's like, I'm going to clean house. Because yeah. obviously the last... Well, that's the thing, too. They have that pressure of, like, whatever this dude was doing isn't working. Yeah. So I must destroy everything he was working on. Well, and it's like, it's like I want to make my own mark on this company, yeah. so I'm going to kill everything. Yeah. But yeah, this movie had a budget of twelve million dollars, and it made total. It's it's total box office here on Wikipedia. Do you want to guess? I mean, um, I already told you how bad that first weekend was. One hundred twenty thousand. 
you're a hundred thousand dollars off. Oh my god, twenty thousand. It made twenty nine thousand two hundred and ninety six dollars. Oh, was this movie's box office, dude? That's no, brutal. That is what a kick in the ball sack to everyone who works because this it movie sucks. actually looks pretty fucking good. This movie looks great. The effects are pretty damn good, and a lot of them actually still There's hold not up a lot of for cracks. being stop motion. There are not stuff. a lot no. of cracks in this movie. I'll give it that. Like I said, the only complaint I the- have is that first probably half hour. I just didn't like the jokes going a little too far over the top for me. I don't know why. Oh, see, to me, I like it. To me, that really sets up the tone. Okay. I don't know why. Um, it just didn't hit me quite right. I don't know. Because I, I love the opening scene in the boardroom. There's a lot of really fun jokes in there. Well, because the movie starts with a cold open um, with a, like a framing device where Brooke Shields playing, what's her name, Sky Daly or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sky Daily. Uh, it's the Sky Daily show, and then she's talking to actor Ricky Coogan after his. He's finally making a public appearance after his horrible uh, disfigurement. <laughs> and he's just a shadow. And yeah, he's just sitting in the shadows, and he looks all messed up, kind of from what you see in the shape. And then uh, he starts telling his story, which is he became the spokesperson for this this company, this evil conglomerate. Whoa. Whoa! Hang on, keep rolling. I've already said the word once this episode too. Conglomerate, evil conglomerate. Yeah, <laughs> I said it. I said it earlier. I should be able right to see now, this. Genuinely, I'm, I am <laughs> not intoxicated, but I'm buzzed. I'm buzzed. But this big uh, company called EES, which stands for Everything Except, except shoes, shoes. Yeah, <laughs> which co- they, which comes they, back. Let's does come back. Well, I just love that gag. A company that makes everything but shoes. They don't like they don't shoes. Do shoes. They refuse. They re. re- used to make shoes but they're uh they have this new what's the name of the oh they have a it's, new it's uh isn't it some sort of a... zargot or a zygrot 24 yeah. they have this new something for soil it's a, it's a right? fertilizer, fertilizer yeah, thank you that they're sending to south america but they're like they're like oh people are preventing us from from using this stuff and we need we need a cool face <laughs> like do, you i do like the the first gag where they bring in the the rep who's been working with it yeah, for years for or whatever years. he's been working with a year. Whose name is uh, I can't remember what his name his actual is. name is. Because he yeah his name is like it's I can't remember it's like it's Roberto or something it's he's got a day but then he just uh, Bro- William Sadler who plays the head of the corporation who you might remember from uh, Shawshank Redemption Josh Redemption Green Mile he's in Green Mile too isn't he? he- I don't know if he is, bro. I mean, he's not. But he's in the mist. The mist. So I'm just. I'm like. I'm just thinking. I'm pretty sure he's in all of Frank Darabont's movies. Um, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. He's the lead in that. Uh, and actually, duh, Alex Winter connection. He's Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, oh my God, duh. The most obvious. The reason why they fucking know each other and why he's in this movie. Yeah, the easiest connection <laughs> is he's Death in, in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Um, but he's the head of EES giving a really funny performance um but he, i was very yeah, but he, i was very pleased to see that he was in i had forgotten entirely that he was in this movie and i was very happy oh really oh yeah i was very happy to see i i love will, I, love, I love will sadler like i love him but when the when the guy comes in and then he, he just goes and here's our rep juan valdez and he goes he goes my name is actually like you know ricardo something <laughs> and then he's like, okay. And he's like, and that's, we're having a problem. But he's, he's, or like, he's, everything's fine. Isn't that right? Why? Yeah. 
and then it's like slow, tense music as it closes in. Well, <laughs> and the, it, it, like, and it, does, goes, it goes tight in Will's face, and he's like, one. And he's staring at him, and then it just this reverse shot of him looking back, and he goes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just... I would like you to meet the head of our South American research facility, Senor Juan Valdez. My name is George Ramirez. Whatever. He's been working with Zagrat 24 every day for the last five years. And look at him. He's in fine shape. Aren't you? Juan. Yes. I am fine. Right there, too, like, sets the tone for me where, like, every moment between every character is going to be a potential joke. Okay, I want to, uh, I did a little research while you were talking. I was listening, wow, I but listening I was talking. Uh, Will mm. William Sadler is in the Green Mile, so you nailed it. I thought so. You nailed. It. I thought so. Yes, I was pretty sure. Yes. Okay. Um, but uh, does he play like? Does he play their dad? Maybe the kids. Dad? Is he one of the prisoners? I don't remember who he is. Oh, I think no. He might be the guy. Or that, is he one of the guards? He might be the guy they visit later in that movie. Isn't that Gary Sinise? Oh, it is Gary Sinise. I don't know where he pops up, but he's in that movie. And that's what matters. Wait, is he, he's a guard is he, or uh, he's... I don't I truly do not know where he pops up in this movie. Hold on. I'm on I know. I'm on. Yeah. Let's just figure <laughs> this, let's suss this out. He plays Klaus Dietrich. I, that's why I'm wondering if he's the father of like the girls that John Coffey supposed that could to murdered. be too, yeah. That's what I'm thinking he might be. Or he is he in the scene like is he one of the people who's witnessing Michael Jeter's uh execution, Edouard Delacroix? I don't know. But I think but he might be the girl's dad. Anyway, that, this isn't worth that it. research was it was perfect because I snuck in, I got a beer. I just snuck out. I didn't even perfect. take my cans off. I just like crawled over to Ooh, the fridge. Cans. Look at the radio fella here. Look at the pro. Oh yeah. I... Well, you know I'm a pro. <laughs> uh, no, but the gag we were starting to talk about is the, uh, yeah, after that wand moment, and then he just, with each cutaway, he slowly shrinks as a different <laughs> just, guy. And, and they change actors, which is super fun. He just shrinks as a different actor, which one of them is Deep Roy, who I can't remember if I've talked about on the show before. No, pray tell. Pray tell. So I he's don't the think guy so. who played all of the, you'd recognize him. For, he's in a lot of Tim Burton movies now, uh, or I guess I'm not sure if he's still alive, uh, but he he played all of the Oompa Loompas in his version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I wasn't sure. I didn't want to step out of turn, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's him. And then he's also he's from. also the one kid stunt double when he gets thrown through all the panes of glass. That's Deep Roy doing that. <laughs> that makes sense. Because he was like working as kind of a stunt double for like shorter. But I think he was like doing stunts for He's kids. like, listen, fuck it. Throw me through the glass. I don't care. Give me more money. I'm fine. I'll do it. Um, once you know, I, I brought my uh, my tab open here, and I was just like, I was like, Bonnie Hunt's not in this movie, but that was still on the Green Mile. So let me <laughs> let me go back to freaked. I was like, Bonnie Hunt is not in this. Bonnie movie. Hunt, I don't think she's in this. One. I didn't see her at all. She uncredited cameo. Is she the scream lady, the <laughs> terrible singer? Um, but yeah, so that they are uh, uh, Ricky Coogan after he leaves this company. Um, I'm trying to think. I tried to not just write down just a ton of jokes because just the the joke rate in this movie is so good. They're such good ones. They keep it going. 
but it's not like one right after the other. It's it, well, it's not. It's it's not. Um, yeah, it's it's not. It's not the the whole basis of this movie. They rely on just like we got to have a joke every three seconds. Yeah, it's right? not overwhelming. Every like every scene has jokes in it, but like they are also trying to well, tell yeah, their okay, story. So that's a good and... point. They keep they keep the in between ones subtle enough where they're well. Fun. I don't and... know. If, I don't know if they're, they're some are subtle, but some are also because <laughs> the the next joke I have written down is when uh, him and his buddy, who what's his buddy's name, Ricky and. Ernie is his buddy. Um, they fly down to South America, and I love that you hear voiceover. He's just like, "Yeah, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and the plane just lands and explodes. And then yeah. it cuts well, to we... Ricky and Ernie staying offside, and Ricky just goes, glad that wasn't our plane. <laughs> like, well, because like we saw an... earlier, there they were the, there was like a red herring of like putting a bomb on the overhead. Remember that? Oh, no, I didn't catch that gag. Didn't you didn't that catch joke. that? Okay, yeah, yeah. There was a gag of a, a stewardess putting... Like you, the the diamondite, 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 Samsonite. Is that what you're trying Samsonite. to say? Samsonite suitcase. Samson, uh, slappy Sammy, Slimmy Sam Swanson, Swanson, dynamite. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> Di- <laughs> dynamite, duh. No, she's putting a a dynamite bundle in the overhead. Oh, I didn't catch that gag. I must have been. Oh, okay. I must so have been that's why when it blows down. up, yeah, you're thinking to yourself. Oh, their plane blew up, and then it shows them. Well, I love too when they're on the plane because that's when it introduces the the child, oh, Stewie Gluck. What's his name? Stewie Gluck. Stewie Gluck. He's. Just, I love Stewie Gluck. This kid's great, and what I love too is he's introduced as he's stowed away in the the overhead compartment, and he just pops out. Oh, because he's, he's like, "Which child is this? <laughs> Who's is this? Sorry, is, there, is this your little troll in here? Yes, yeah, little troll. That's what it was. And then I love that both. Uh, Rick and, and Ernie they, both, they immediately recognize Stewie Gluck and it's like the movie's almost like yeah you know that classic character of St- it's like the movie is trying to tell you like oh he has a history with this kid who they <laughs> who just, everyone you. just fucking hates and we but the thing is we accept that we accept it right away exactly like, oh yeah and that's why I like the heightened reality of this movie. They're just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, no. Don't worry about it. We're not going to introduce you to him. He's here. Just accept it. No, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I don't know why the first like 15 minutes. I'm going to say the first 15 didn't hit me right. After that, I'm in. I was in. I I, I totally get that. Like and and not I'm I'm not trying to say you're wrong or anything. To me, I'm just like I like that boardroom scene I think sets the tone of what the movie's going to be. Like, here's yeah. the humor we're using of him. Like, you know, the Sadler, like when he gets, he's like all in favor and he pulls a lever and all the other board members, you know, their hands go. It's always like just there's sight gags happening all the time. Um, a bunch of throwaway jokes. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. It just didn't hit me right. I totally get but it. But as soon, I totally as, soon as we got to the freak show, I'm back in. Like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Because we're in this world. I'm back in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in all the way. Because so. they get going, that once they land, they have a bunch of goofiness with Stewie Gluck, where they end up throwing. Well, him then out of the plane. we we, uh, we we see protesters against against this, this Zygrot chemical company twenty four yes. by EES, and one of them is named Julie, played by Megan Ward, I believe is her name. Um, and Ricky's like, ooh, immediately like hubba hubba, and then Ernie like walks over, immediately puts like a hand on her shoulder, and I love that she just punches him full on in the face, and he just looks <laughs> yeah. he just looks away, and slowly goes. 
<laughs> Ow. It's like sometimes there's three stooges like slapstick in this, and then sometimes someone gets punched and they take a second to collect themselves and go, Ow. Ow. What? <laughs> Why? Um, but then well, because Ricky fakes who he is by covering yes, he, himself he in bandages. Full body cast, <laughs> essentially. Says, he goes, oh, I'm going to need the perfect disguise. <laughs> he has the perfect disguise. And he just walks up in a full body cast and falls over. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, we'll go with you to this. Like, Come with us. Wherever. I don't remember what the, what the conceit is, but they're just like, let's just go. Yeah, it, it, essentially there, there was going to be a bus going somewhere else to somewhere. protest. Yeah. And he's like, ride with us. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I think they were going to go to the site of where he was going to do the event or, or whatever. Yeah, I think so. Um, none of that matters because as they're driving, then they pull off into a... Oh, which I love. They're, they're driving the, through this... The gags, yeah. They're driving through this wooded area and you hear first like, you know, like monkey sound. And then you hear Woody Woodpecker's laugh. And then you hear Curly's... <laughs> <laughs> Just fully calling out, this is a Three Stooges movie. Yeah. When they see signs for this uh, freak show, too, where first they see, um, like, the first one, I, I think, is, like, is like Dog Boy. And it's what I love, too, is, oh, no, because Ricky's reading well, they're them. Having, as, they're having a conversation about. About Zygrot. She's like, oh, it'll turn people yes. into. And Ricky's reading the billboards they go by. And I like these jokes. She's like, she's like yeah. Because the first one he says, I, I can't remember what the first one is, and she's like, yeah, like that. It'll turn him into that. And then he just goes, dog boy. And she just goes, yes, that's stupid. But that <laughs> just says yeah, it too. It's really him. stupid, but yes. Yeah, just yes, that's stupid. And I love that dog boy is spelled D-A-W-G boy. And then the next one is frog man, and it's spelled F-R-A-W-G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they use that spelling. <laughs> so I really like that. And then uh, as soon as she sees Freak Show, she's like, ooh, fun, let's go. She's so psyched for it. And they get there and they meet Elijah C. Scuggs, played by Randy Quaid. Maybe um, his best role? Can one of his that? best like, performances. He's so right? funny in this. He's like, he's playing it perfectly. Perfectly. Because he's perfectly. riding the edge of, like, psychopath, but comedic. Well, yeah, he knows how to, like, he's letting the joke be the joke. But then he also is this like over the top character. It, it's I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's really well done, and I love this opening scene when he comes out and he's talking because he's holding a microphone, but he's he's rarely talking into it. And they did this sound design. I love the sound in this movie. I became I became so in love with this movie watching it this time and catching all the sound design choices, which were really okay. fun. Yeah, uh, t tell me about it because I missed. Oh, I will because it's it's just li it's little subtle stuff. Because one, it's like I like the sound effects gags. I love a sound effects joke that just makes me happy. And that you know, like the one I said with the monkey sound, and then Woody Woodpecker Curly. That's just good. That's just a good like. Here's a little sound joke. But when he comes out, he's you hear his voice over the loudspeaker. And then he walks out still holding this microphone, but he's not talking into it. And he's swinging his arm. And I like that they they added with every swing they added a little feedback thing. So every movement he makes, you get like. For everything he's doing. And then every time he moves it close to his head, they add the effect of like the echo, like in the microphone sound. And then he moves it away. So they were, they're fucking with his so the, audio. The, the attention to detail. Yes. Mutants? Yes. Genetic nightmares? Definitely. Children of hell. 
twisted masses of living, breathing, tormented flesh. Certainly. But as for weirdos, <laughs> not a one. They do a lot of stuff like that because anytime a character like there's like a close up or a medium on a character just listening, and they're like doing stuff with their face, I what I love it. It kept making me laugh. You could hear they just added in the character going like, (laughs) (laughs) there was anytime a character is listening, they've just added. Well, essentially, (laughs) their attention their attention to detail was very strong for a movie where they really shouldn't have been doing it. Right, you or you wouldn't expect it, but I think it's because you have this whole movie is based around the vision of these two guys, Alex Winter and and Tom Stern. Tom, right? Yes, Tom Stern. Because there's Tom, and then the okay. other co-writer is Tim. Because the other, so Tom Stern co-directed it, and then one of the other writers is Tim Burns. So similar That's names, not confusing at all. Not confusing at all. No, uh, but it's like this is very clear, like the movie, the comedy they wanted to make. And that's why it's like to me, it kind of is up there a little bit with that Zucker Brothers style, because it's like that was their movie, their humor. You know, once you get into the ripoffs, you know, or like Airplane 2, you know, or we've talked a lot recently well, about no. Scary yeah, Movie what 3. They did, <laughs> <laughs> what they did was very, it was a, an original take for their style, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then they get there, and then you they get turned into circus freaks by pouring z- this Zygrot twenty four. We find out, yeah, because um, because we find out that Randy Quaid's character has this machine where he can sort of uh, manipulate the uh, Zygot twenty three to where he wants it to, to to turn people into freaks. Yeah, so he combines uh, Julie and Ernie, which is great because one is a feminist protester, one's like a uh, you know a, a womanizing scumbag. M- makes them basically Siamese twins. Which and did them that not look just like great? Looked great, didn't it? Like I, I was so impressed by how like seamless those two characters looked. Yeah. Well, they did a really good job because I was really watching how they did it. And there's moments where it's one of them and the dummy attached to them. Like in move, when they had to like move, you could tell they both had their own prosthetic one of the other person on them if they needed like a quick movement sure. for a wider shot. And then there's only a couple shots where like they clearly like comped them in a little bit. But otherwise, it's mostly like the two of them standing together just doing really so good. So they body did the uh, practical and a lot yeah, of practical stuff. Yeah. We've talked about it many times. Practical always looks. Just a little bit better. Well, for for me, and I'm I'm not one of those people who's like you always got to do practical CGI and special effects is bullshit. It's like no, but like well, absolutely the, not. But but the more well, especially you, in the early '90s though. Well, in the early '90s, pretty yes. important. But the more practical you do, help sell whatever other effect you're gonna do. If you yes. have a combination of both, and that's why I think well, this one's really smart. So when it does close ups, yeah. it's the two of them together. Wide shots, I can tell like it'll move quick, but it'll be a prosthetic. But it, you've already sold the reality in the close up. Yeah, well, you're less likely to to fall into the uncanny valley, you know, with uh, right, without the CG type stuff. Yeah, but this one too, like the the only like thing, like then you have like when he puts the goop on them from the transformer, does this? Oh big yeah, the, the claymation thing yeah. that is, and like well, like wow, like freak, 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 like rock and roll music. That's where it's like very '90s, very MTV. Um, Yes, that's where it turns into a, a music video, much like the opening yeah. credits. I was just about to say we didn't mention the opening credits, which look amazing because it's all—it's very motion. fun. It's all claymation, and it's that style. Yes. How that's done 
is like where it looks like stuff is morphing and like melting away and stuff. How you do is you literally make a 3D like mold, like a model of what you want, and then you slowly shave away, which oh, then wow. reveals the innards. And you just take shot after shot after yeah. shot after shot. So you do that, yeah, but yeah, you just yeah. slowly shave it so it looks like something like melting kind of. And that's how you do that. Um, and that's why then it would cut to then like it being smeared. That would just be like literally filming, smearing it on the glass because you're filming it on glass. Um, it's a really cool way to do stop motion stuff. There was one specific guy who like did because he did it like four like interludes and stuff for the idiot box uh, on MTV. Like that was that guy's thing. I don't see his name anywhere here, but because uh, this movie doesn't have a lot of research, because apparently a lot of people tried to get it to not exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, apparently that was the thing. Like, but then, don't. Uh, <laughs> but so they get merged, and then Ricky gets turned into just a it gets turned into Beast Boy, and it like half Which, of his I mean, face is just bro. That fucking makeup looks so good. The makeup looks great, and it's also like what a choice to be like. This is the movie I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna one make myself a big ugly freak, and then also his mouth. I, like, I will not be able. Yeah, it looks so uncomfortable. Well, because it's like his mouth is just open. That's why once every, he becomes no, every Beast line Boy, is ADR. All of his lines every, are ADR, and he is said, he has said too like he's drooling and stuff, and he says, "Oh, that was just my drool. That was not has an to be effect. has to be because his mouth looks, is just." open they have like one side of his cheek like clearly pulled back and then the prosthetics covering it so yeah. his mouth is just open the whole time all oh, day. i thought i thought about that the entire time i'm like how uncomfortable every Alex had to be throughout this whole movie every close-up i terrible. saw i'm just like you're the one in charge of this movie yeah that's the thing too you're director which that that also shows like how much they wanted how much like they like had believed a, a, in this yeah they and had a vision of what they wanted it to be because he wanted yes. to look that look like that and I, I I'm it does make me sad how poorly this movie did <laughs> yeah it it should have done better because it's really fun. or at like, least at least at least by now it should be better should be a little more cult felt but I mean there's a there's an alternate reality where this is maybe like you know kind of a, a a b kind of cult hit from the 90s but it wasn't even that it wasn't again, and it should be it really should be because then once they get there turned, are some there are some fun gags well and this, this is where actually kind of beautiful it's shot really well it, it's a great looking movie and does a lot of you know kind of like we talked about with some of the evil dead movies too like does a lot of all the all the tricks you can every they use every the tool tricks. yeah they use the tricks well because right away when they're introduced to all the other freaks they take him to just this outhouse and then he opens yes. it up, and then when it does the view inside, you see like a giant building. And then we walk in. I, I like then we just like a really good use of the space. And that's where you get the Bob <laughs> <Yeah>. Vila joke. <laughs> but that's where all the freaks are. And then we meet the other freaks in a Hollywood Squares joke, which is also like kind of a like whatever. I, I actually did really enjoy that. When it first started, I was like, oh, this is kind of a dumb way to do this. But then I loved when they're like, and of course, the center square of Paul Lind. And then the skeleton just pops up. <laughs> and everyone's like, hey. But you meet all the other freaks who are Dog Boy, like we said, Ortiz the Dog Boy, played by Keanu Reeves, and he's just a, a man that looks like a dog. Uh, worm, which is the guy who's a big worm. Cowboy, uh, wow, didn't realize, bud, played by John Hawks. Who's that? Tell me about it. Um, he is, we've talked about him before, he's, the, he's Kenny's brother in Eastbound and Down. Okay, yes, he plays Dustin, my name. Oh, that's right. He plays Dustin. That's right. He does. But Cowboy is an actual, he's a cow, but <laughs> and then he 
is dressed like a cowboy also. Uh, and then the bearded lady, which is just Mr. Tina dress. Uh, sock head, which is a body with a sock <laughs> puppet for a head voiced by Bobcat Goldthwait. The thing is, though, with this movie, too, is the cast is, like, way too good for what, what for happened. Me, for me, I'm just, I wonder if, like, these are just all people that Alex Winter knew. I'm wondering if it's just, like, he called in all the favors. Like, hey, and we're it could be. Big. It could be. It could be, like, will you help me out? That's my guess. Because, I mean, that's why Keanu's in And Keanu's uncredited, too. You are lucky I was going to bite you. <laughs> Get away from me. You. You. Freak. <laughs> I am Ortiz, the dog boy, leader of the freaks. Welcome to hell, Rick. Shake. But you meet all the freaks, and then they give their backstories, which is some of the best jokes in the movie, because um, they all reveal. Cause like, first, the one guy's like, I was looking for this certain type of worm, and then I was here, and, and then, oh, and then the, uh, Dr. Scug said he had this kind of worm, and he took me in the back, but then here I am now, and I've learned to blah, 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 blah. And then it does Sockhead, and he's like, <laughs> and it's a flashback with Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, he's like, <laughs> I first came here as a tourist, looking for some fun. Nice place. Then Elijah turned me into a sock. Yeah! I'm sorry. I'm I'm not much for stories. And then Mr. T tells his, which I love that he's. <laughs> it's very clearly a guy who did want to be a woman, and he's yeah, like, yeah, and absolutely. He's like, and he's like, and now I'm living my best life. I am woman. <laughs> like it's like okay, like, and then like he's he's just happy. He's like, yeah, I'm complete now. <laughs> and then one of the best gags, where then it pans down to a hammer, and then it does a flashback. <laughs> Of Scuggs yeah. buying a wrench and putting it in a bag, and then it comes back and everyone's crying <laughs> listening to the story. <laughs> it's like those are the gags. You also have another character called the Eternal Flame, who is a guy who is just he farting just, fire. He farts. He at doesn't all stop times. farting. And anytime he's on screen, he's just standing there smiling with flame shooting out of his ass, and you just hear. A the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Any scene, if he's in the background, you'll just hear a low. And that's where, like, I love the sound design, the attention to detail of, like, we're going to, every gag is going to have a reality. Like, we're going to make all the gags work in this world. Um, I guess I don't know if I want to, like, do we want to continue telling the entire movie or just want to get into some of the fun that happens now? Let's I just I do the fun so we can try to promote people to actually watch yeah, this movie. If, if any of this has sounded interesting to you, Go watch it. It is on YouTube in its entirety. Maybe we should even put the link just in this episode description. Let's do that. Just to like, be like, that's kind of worth it. Go. It's been, and it's been on YouTube in its entirety for two years. So clearly, no one cares about taking it down. That was the thing. We when we first talked about this episode, we we're like, let's see where we can find it. And it was on YouTube for years. For years, because at first I was like, oh, no sometimes it happens and they get taken down. Once people realize it's there, I'm like, oh no, no one gives a shit about this movie. Um, but yeah, but then like escape attempts happen from there and the freak show happens and a bunch of other stuff. I, d I don't want to reveal all of it. Uh, not that the story really matters, but a lot of really, really fun stuff happens in it. Um, let's just say there's a couple of eyeballs that will. Yeah. Two big Rastafarian eyeballs, which, and the effect of the, the way the pupil talks as its mouth yes. is amazing, amazing puppetry. Um, yeah, like that, like you have like those, like they're, they're Rastafarian and that seems uh, very strange. A joke, a joke that I'm just, I want to say, cause I loved it so much was with the, the, uh, milkman. 
I was gonna get to some of the milkman jokes. Yeah, which ones? What's the first one you have? The oh, it was it was just Randy Quaid. That's a lot of milkman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was because they do try to they do an escape attempt. The first one because there's two jokes I love with the milkman, where the first one is uh, Ricky lures the milkman over he goes hey man you gotta get in here i just took a crap and it looks like kim basinger and the <laughs> and the milkman like, goes i find a nickel every time i heard that <laughs> and then ricky goes but she's naked and he goes oh i gotta see that i gotta see that <laughs> and then he gets knocked out and he takes his costume and then yeah later he runs into all the other freaks also dressed up as milkmen <laughs> all of them yeah and then yeah, they start fighting. And yeah, when when Randy Quaid looks at it, she goes, "There's a lot of milkman in the same route. No wonder they fight." <laughs> Such a great fucking joke. Uh, I love also. I, here's just some, here's just jokes I've written down, so I'm just gonna. Uh, I love when they uh, <laughs> when they show the freak show. There's a guy who's by like a, a like a big scale, and it just says, "I'll fart your weight." Yes, I do remember this. And I just love where he stand, he's just looking there and he looks at a lady and goes, I bet you're like 107. And she goes, yeah. He goes, okay. And then he puts... <laughs> and then he proceeds to... <laughs> he just, he just goes, he, yeah, because he's going to fart two, he's just 107 fart. times. Because you think it's going to be, he's going to like fart the sound or something. But instead he's like... Is that oh, no, is? no. He's it just is? going okay. to fart that many times. And then he just... <laughs> one, two... And then it cuts away. That's such a dumb joke that I love. I just love that. Um, my favorite gag in the whole movie is during like another like escape attempt in the night kind of thing. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it Styrofoam Cup? Styrofoam Cup. It's That is maybe one of my favorite joke okay. reads it by was, any actor ever. It was, it was so perfect. I also was like, I had forgotten about that until I saw it. <sighs> Because they turn then, on this machinery that's super loud, and they have to quick turn it off, and they realize they weren't busted. And then they knock over a styrofoam cup, and it falls and hits the floor. And Randy Quaid inside just perks up and turns around and goes, "Styrofoam cup." <laughs> yes, I knew, I knew, I knew. And like the way he says it that. too is almost being like, "Is that you, styrofoam cup?" Like the way it's like styrofoam cup. <laughs> it's really, um. I love this line. This isn't really even a joke line, but when they have the big meeting again with like all the evil people towards the end and William Sadler, like they pitch all the business stuff and then William Sadler just goes, oh, and by the way, don't forget, those who oppose us will stand knee deep in the blood of their children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just casually. Just casually. Uh, I, I, I will kill all of <laughs> The you. most horrifying thing you've ever heard. I also love, too, the milkman comes back later. I don't Do you remember that? I remember that. No, no. Tell me. Tell me about it. <laughs> it's towards the end, and he, when they're all like in the cage for the freak show, and then he just pops up shirtless, and he's like, "Where am I?" <laughs> 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 okay, I think I do remember that now. Yeah, yeah. And, I'll, and it's and it's a deep callback. Uh, this is also a quick question because like, I know we're not spoiling everything, but at a point, the FBI shows up, and then they say. They're like, oh, we didn't get here right away because first we had to deal with, and they hold up National Enquirer. They're like, first we had to deal with Bat Boy and flip it over to something else, and then this, and then got to you. And I was like, did Men in Black take that from this? It didn't because no one saw this movie. But like, that's what Men in Black does is they use the, remember, they use the National Enquirer yeah, to look for their like news, the, uh, like their missions. As their, as their real, yeah. 
But uh, but Men in Black, I think, was a comic book before it was a movie. It was so a comic maybe. book, yeah. I don't know. That could be. I'm curious, because I saw that. I'm like, oh, that's what the Men in Black do, and they're an agency. But, uh, I mean, I, I, all the gags with Sockhead I love, too, because it is just, they reveal it is just a hand under there. Well, we, we've talked about that. Yeah, we've talked like, about that he before, gets his he... sock stuck on the microphone, and then... Well, and I love that at the Freak Show, when it pulls yeah. off, then re- <laughs> people just go, hey, it's just a hand under there, and they start booing him, and then Randy Quaid just goes, come on now, puppetry's a lost art. And it's like everyone's everyone's mad that the freak with the hand for a head has a hand for a head. Yeah, it's instead really, of being an actual sock, they're so they're upset. They're disappointed he wasn't a, a sock puppet. And there's a third hand as a head. It's yeah. They're like, he's wait a minute, he's got a hand under there, and then all three hands are just flailing, and it's like I, I just love that reality of of people <laughs> just going to eleven over nothing. You know what I mean? I love that. Well, humor. and it's funny too that they really enjoy uh, Freak Boy doing his Shakespeare. Oh yeah, Beast Boy. Yeah, he's trying to to yeah, because what one of the characters is just like, oh, you must uh, you know use this. You know, you're an actor. You must use this pain to tell your story. And so he does like a oh, and that's a great joke too because then they do they do subtitles for the culturally illiterate. <laughs> yeah. So he gives the big, he gives the, you know, the tis the winter of our discontent speech from Richard the Third, I believe. Oh, I couldn't uh, tell you that, but. But it's like, you know, he does the whole soliloquy. the subtitles and it, are just. Uh, it just goes, ugly. I'm ugly. I've never I'm been ugly. late. <laughs> <laughs> just a great subtitle joke. And then that guy comes back because they do a, an aside with an English professor. He comes back at the end, too, where it just does a yeah, little yeah, yeah. A title above his head when he's in the background shouting. Uh, you get Larry Bud Melman for those of you Letterman fans out there. He was—he's the one with the camcorder who's like, "I haven't seen a stampede like this since." I can't remember what the guy. Oh is, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy—he was on all of Letterman stuff. Uh, uh, Larry Bud Melman was his name. Boy, I haven't seen a stampede like this since the opening night of each star. One other part yeah. that I remember from my fever dream of this movie mm-hmm. is when. Who is the troll boy? What's his name again? Remind me. Uh, Stewie Gluck is the character. Stewie Gluck gets turned into monster Stewie Gluck, and he faces off against monster Ricky. Well, this is the end. We are now. We're just telling the end now. Yeah, this is, which I'm not against. And those monsters look fucking great. Did they not look amazing? They look so good. All the creature effects and everything, and prosthetics, and make it look amazing in this movie. It, it, it's almost mind-blowing how good they look for the budget they had and yeah. the pushback from the studio. Like, seriously, it is mind-blowing. It, that's the thing. It's why it's such a bummer this movie didn't get seen by anyone because the work that was put in, the, the clearly the the artistry, the, the vision not only for the movie but also the vision for the comedy like to have us to clearly have these singular voices well, that are like here's the like, silly movie we want to make yeah and like you said too the the attention to detail of the sound design uh, yeah i love you don't i love see that jokes. you you don't see that in bad movies you know what i mean like low budget yeah. movies it, it's just really well done and and too like the the movie does have a story the characters do have arcs yeah they're very they're very silly and the end of the movie is very silly very silly. Um, I, I really enjoy the yeah when 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 the reveal of Brooke Shields with the the legs is when we find out. 
Oh yeah. The, well, and there's there's multiple fake outs in that ending, you know, including the you know the shadowy version of him. Because I love that it comes yeah, back. She goes, you, it's, it, "You've it's been talking for ninety minutes, and we we really need to wrap up." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that gag. And then you finally hear the guy in the background just go, "We finally fixed Ricky's light." She goes, "Oh good," and it turns <laughs> yeah. on, and then he looks normal, but it's a cactus behind him. <laughs> Gives him uh, shape. A, it's a very good gag. I really good that. gag. It, it's just, it's just a really funny movie. I do like. It's just good jokes. Just joke, joke, jokey jokes, and I like it. Um, the movie's eighty-one minutes long, so a good tight. brisk watch. Very too. tight. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. This is just one of those ones where it's like. Well, and like I said, the cast too is kind of baffling. Like. It's a de- for the time, especially a great group, and they're all doing their like all the performances are great. Everyone's really funny in it. Yeah, everyone not, knows. Like, no one's phoning it in. They're they're having a fun time. No, so and, the, and the production must have been pretty pretty fun to be on. Well, and just everyone seems to have a sense of what movie they're making. Everyone seems to get yes, the humor. There was of a, the there movie. was a clear direction. Yeah, so, everyone uh, knew the uh, comedy uh, they were playing. Yeah, for being such an outlandish movie. Kudos to Alex Winter. Because he clearly explained to everyone, this is what we're trying to yeah. achieve. Have fun, have fun, you guys. And it's like it's, it, and the, I guess the biggest bummer of all is I, I would have loved to see Alex Winter do more stuff like this. Because I love the way yeah. the way he plays Ricky Coogan is so great. Because he plays him as such a, a vapid, overconfident dipshit. And that's I know it sounds like uh, uh, you know mean since I said he was doing a Nick Cage impression, but I, it's not I'm saying that's what Nick Cage is. The Nick Cage impression comes from like the look and like kind of the tenor of voice he's using seems very at the very beginning. Yes, it feels like that's what he's going for. Yeah, but it's like the movie is also. But then he he kind of drops that later on though too. Well, I think because as he gets more and more pathetic, then he's just yeah. Now he's just like a monster who's yeah. His arc as he he goes through his arc of like becoming a freak to become a regular guy. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but like. And I, I just think the, uh, I think like it, it is kind of a parody, like it's, but it's not parodying a specific genre like Airplane, or um, you know, like Naked Gun is. Like no, it kind no, of is like doing. It's, it's kind of doing it's, like it's very unique. But it is doing kind of like the backwoods horror movies of like, oh, we pulled into a whatever. Like this basically is the 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 goofy ass version of like House of a Thousand Corpses, because that is what literally a House of a Thousand Corpses is. Is we pulled into this weird you know backwoods amusement park yeah it's the, it's the very less gritty version of that the fun right. and version it's like and they made a b- bunch of movies like that in like the 50s and 60s like these you know these creepy it, i mean even too it's you know i think it's a play on the original freaks which was a silent movie i believe maybe it wasn't silent i might be wrong at it being silent but it's from the 30s by todd browning i believe um but it was like and they had like actual like circus performers in it so you had like little yeah. people and like be- an actual bearded lady and like people like missing limbs and stuff and people with you know I don't want to say deformities because that seems mean but it's like that whole yeah deal. I understand what you're saying absolutely who are traveling yeah, circus yeah. people and then I think it devolves into a horror movie um, so I think it was also a play on that and this movie the original title for this movie was supposed to be what was that? I believe hideous hideous mutant freaks is what it was supposed to be called. And that was where the gag. And see too that of, that that sounds low budget. See, at least at least freaked kind of piques your interest. Right? Well, I think freaked makes it sound more like a like '90s wacky movie. Freaked, where hideous mutant freaks. I think that was meant to be more of their like of them. That sounds more like a '40s to '50s kind of. 
But I think that was the gag is they were parodying movies oh, sure, kind of sure, sure. like that. I understand. But they're yeah. doing it in the 90s. But then I think they were kind of using that framework to also just mock on everything of that time of major corporations who are like making deals with actors. They're also clearly making fun of like the Styles character. They're kind of mocking at that time. You had a big push of like environmentalist protesters and stuff too. Oh, sure, and, like, sure. Kind of just like making fun of stuff from the 90s with an old movie genre and then basically airplane ifying it. Yeah. <laughs> at the, yeah, at the very core of it. Yeah. Uh, spoofing it up pretty hard for sure. For sure. Well, and they, and they kind of said here too, they were, so they were basically, originally the movie was supposed to be, uh, they were working on a movie with the front man of the butthole surfers. The, well, he's mentioned in the credits. He's mentioned the credits. Well, and they they do music for the movie too. They do the, the music songs for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was supposed to be so. All the guys they were writing it originally with butthole servers, and they want and it says they want to do beach blanket bingo meets the Evil Dead is kind of what they wanted to do. Which is funny that we just okay. talked about the Evil Dead movies. That is funny. <laughs> when they wanted to do it with butthole surfers, which like that's all those beach blanket bingo movies would have like a band in it or actual musicians. Oh yes, in it. every time there'd be yeah someone playing. I think we've talked about that in the past as well. We absolutely have talked about that genre before, um, but then it got turned into this, and then they kind of said they were, they were the mix-up they're doing, which I think is actually pretty apt. They wanted to do Monty Python and Mad Magazine humor, and it's like, yeah, not only no, like, I would, and also the freaking kid Stewie Gluck looks like Alfred E. Newman. He looks exactly he looks like exactly the like mad, him. yes, the mad mascot for sure. And like the whole design to the movie is kind of like mad magazine covers a it little bit. It is mad magazine slash uh, garbage pail kids a little bit garbage, of that Well, time. that one guy, I can't think of his name. <sighs> he used to do like, oh, I, I couldn't even begin to think, but he did a lot of artwork where it was like a lot of like, um, like kind of monsters on like, <laughs> like a. Streetcars and stuff like that. I can't. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't actually. I'm oh, sorry. I wish I had a. Uh, even going to take your take your take a take a take a minute. We'll edit this out and look it up, my man. You like cheese. You like being a man. That's why you like my cheese mo. Real cheese for real men. Now in a handy aluminum dispenser. And now back to the exciting conclusion of Ricky Coogan's incredible story. So Rat Fink, hold on. Let me I'm just gonna share screen with you quickly. I think like you'll that 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 race car driver. Yeah, this stuff. Do you see these? Absolutely, yeah. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Remember these? Okay. Like that thousand style. Percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy. Cause remember I said there was a rat too. Boy, I I had to I had trouble. Ed Roth, I believe is his name. Okay. Big Ed, Ed Big Daddy. I saw Big Ed Ed Big Daddy Roth. I think that's who. I think that's who it okay. is. Okay, I know exactly, and that fits right in the style of this uh, movie for sure. Oh boy, that was yeah, Rat Fink by Ed Roth. Ooh. Oh yeah, ha. I remember that Ooh. for sure. Ha ha! And like, I don't, I don't think he did any of the art for it, obviously, but it's like it's very uh, much inspired. that inspired, inspired by that by, for that sure. kind of aesthetic. Well, even the, the the creatures are very inspired by. Yeah. Like yeah. Ricky's final transformation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, That's all those very all the monsters like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Sure. I feel good about that. I feel that was If that got condensed at all, just know that that was uh that was me 
not sure what to Google to find it. I started, I believe I started with like monster race car drawing. Took a couple of searches like that to find it, but I got there. I got I had there. A, I had a, a toy like that with the rat fink. Mm. I think we did too. Yeah, I'm sure you guys did. You were so. children of the 90s. We all had them. That's right. We had a lot of weird stuff that we had no real cultural attachment to, but we had no, them. No, we just thought they looked cool and we played with them. They looked cool, man. Anything else to say about Freaked? Mm. I don't think so. It's great. Go watch it. You should watch it. Yeah. It's free on YouTube and it looks good. And if you don't like it, you only wasted 80 minutes. It's pretty brisk. Yeah, it's tight. It's very tight. Keeps um, it tight, keeps it right. But yeah, it looks good. God, it looks good. It looked really good. It's a really good like looking they, movie. They it's really, very well made. Like they, yeah, they put... Even the claymation, which is never great, it's not bad. Well, in this one, too, they use it mostly for the opening very credits sp- and, then like, and then a couple like transitional yeah. things, but it's never like... Uh, very sparingly, as they yeah. should. Yeah. But the prosthetics of the freaks are like fucking prosthetics great. Prosthetics look great. It, yeah. It's just... I, I just really like this movie. This this Honestly, this viewing, this kind of jumped up into like my list of like top comedies. It's smart, right? It's a smart comedy. It's smart for the things they the make fun does... of are smart. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, and then the way it does dumb humor is done in a smart way. And I know that's a weird thing, but I love when movies do that, where it's like these are dumb jokes, but they're going to be timed really well. The gags are going to be thought out while being silly. Yeah. Well, the the payoffs really good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for the gags, the payoffs are like. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, actually, you got me, because the setups are really stupid sometimes, mm-hmm. and then the payoff is like, oh, "Fuck, you got me." That was actually, never mind. That was really good. Yeah, I, I, I like this movie a whole lot. So go watch it. Yeah, check it out. Sometimes you can't hear it through the Zoom, but I, I put my ear to my microphone. That made no sense. You did. <laughs> you tried to lean. I did. I listened like, to your microphone to hear. Well, we said we could do what our freaks would be. What who would, would be? We, oh we'd my be. gosh! Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about. It. We could do that. Okay, I have mine. Actually, okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me? I to... do not have one at all. I'm just because uh, also you know the nature of freak shows. You know, are they mean? They are, yeah, they're terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. I'm I, I'm drawing a line. Gotcha. Okay. But if I was um uh, to to be um covered in okay the goo. Oh, so, you, so make... you're going off of if if you get covered in the Zygrot twenty four. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where we have to okay. go. So I I love to cook. Logan, you know I that. I do, yeah. So this this goo would give me several hands, and I would be the chef for the freaks. Oh, okay. Well, and you know, the the freak show also tends looks like it is just a talent show. 
which is also a funny gag that they all just have like go up and do their own little thing. Yeah. And Mr. T is the bearded woman just gives beauty tips, which is really funny. So my if you have an autumn complexion side, like Jan- Janice yes. here. <laughs> my side gig is I would juggle. Oh, okay. Main job, I'm making breakfast, lunch, dinner for the crew. You like to provide. I'm providing. Uh side gig, I'm gonna juggle weird. Weird stuff. Yep. Okay, I like that. I like that. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I'm in that. What's your name? Ooh, Hansy. <laughs> Hansy the juggling chef. Thank you. I like that. Yes. I like that. Um oh, what so I want I want to get that stuff like put on my neck, right? Because I want to get kind of a pouch. I want to get. I'm. The, I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna not be a sword swallower. I'm just gonna be a swallower. I'm just gonna swallow things. Oh, just okay. So like a crane. You're That's, like a uh, like a pelican kind of where I'm going. Yeah. Pelican. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get stuff in there. I'm gonna call myself the gullet. Ooh, I with. like that. Um, the gullet. Now another pitch too. We get all this. All right. One. This, yeah. And this is for both of us. We get stuff all over ourselves, right? And we become big monster boys, and we're still the Thrillsbury Rough Boys. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that back. <laughs> That's our stripping persona from our Magic Mike episode. If you ever listen to that, but are we just um? Do we look like the uh, the uh, mascot from that tire commercial? <laughs> the uh, the Michelin Man. Yeah, do we that look like guy? two Michelin men? But fleshy. <laughs> but fleshy. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, you make that skin. That's an upsetting guy. What? How do his bones work? How do his bones work? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be yeah, we're garbage pail men is what we are. We're not yeah. we're not garbage pail kids. We're garbage pail adults. Yeah, that's right. Which is very upsetting. <laughs> oh, they made a movie about of that too. I know. We we may have to visit that oh, at some point. I don't in our know. Career. I don't know about that. I know. I don't want to. I, I don't want so to. So I've never actually watched the movie. I've seen clips of it. And I will say I've seen clips as well. The clips have are upsetting enough that I did look away at one point. Yeah. I hate the way they look. Because I always hated those cards too. I collected them. See, and I, that was a big thing I know of our generation. I remember seeing a cousin of mine had some of those cards. I remember looking at them. I'm just like, I hate these. <laughs> I just didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> gross has never really been my aesthetic as much as I love freaked and freaked is kind of a gross aesthetic but like I just don't like I don't know it's never been my thing to just be kind of oh oh like I never like talked I, about I hated close-ups in Ren and Stimpy when they would do those I used to hate those yeah now I appreciate that art because it's like the really detailed like still yeah frames. but they were pretty pretty gross I always hated that as a kid what were you gonna say though oh we uh we never talked about when Rick gets really upset and he squirts like pus out of his oh out of his head yeah yeah that was pretty gross but it was a good effect though too 
That's the thing that that goes along well, with. Well, I love when he's holding the manual that says, so you've been turned into a, a hideous mutant freak, and then just Goop is shooting out of his hand, getting it wet as he's reading it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great movie. So I think what we try to say, yeah, I think what we're trying to say is like, Freaked is a good movie? Freaked is a great movie. I... I really like this movie. It, I know we've already we've already wrapped up the movie discussion, but uh, yeah, I because I, I haven't seen it in a long time. And again, this is a movie I, I remember seeing as a, just because the frames I remember vividly as a kid. Vividly, I remember one of the wide shots of them like in the different rooms, and I remember like the cow guy, <laughs> like, and then I also vividly remember Sockhead's death. Was something that was that is burn where these eyeballs For come in and shoot too, him. That also stuck with me when he his hand cuffs blood. Oh, why did that always stick with me? Well, because no I, idea. I remember as a kid seeing that and I'm like, oh, this is that was my first time being like, I think this is a genius gag. I just don't know what's happening. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was light years ahead of what we knew was fun. Well, it's because I didn't get I didn't get that humor yet. That I didn't realize that, like, oh, it's an over-the-top movie. I'm like, what is it? Like, yeah. In my head, the movie was taking itself seriously and doing that. Fair. I also vividly remember, like I've said, the battle between full Freak Rick and the, the yeah. Troll Boy. See, and that was one I forgot about until I saw it again years that ago. That always stuck with like, me. Because I don't think I saw the whole movie when I was a kid. I, I think I just saw that's fair. Like a middle portion. Because I remember when they're in the tunnel... And it does like the the rear projection gag of like flipping through like, yeah. like family photos. Like I remember gags. I, I just I, I think I must have watched it for like fifteen minutes, or was just in the room while it was on, and just yeah, these probably certain, probably not even paying attention. These certain it was images just got burned into my head. It was just really weird. Um, I also love too. We didn't mention one of the other freaks is is Nose Man or the Nose. And he's just the guy <laughs> yeah, with the big a giant. The nose. guy with the big nose for a head, and I love that. Everyone hates him for no reason. Because even at the end, no context. Even at the end, when he's cured, he comes in like nose man, and the whole audience boos him <laughs> for no reason. They're just like boo. It's just they, they, we consistently hate this character. Yeah. We don't know why. Oh, and there's also Frogman, who is actually just a guy in scuba diving gear, and he's like because he's Frogman. And then later, it's revealed he speaks French, which is another Frogman joke. Yeah, really dumb. Very, very, a lot of deep cuts. A lot dumb, of deep cuts dumb, smart humor. That's a, it's a, that's a, it's a, Dustin? It's a needle to Wait. thread. It's a tough I needle to thread. I it. To do dumb in a smart way. Very few people do it right. This movie does it right. It's a shame. It was basically deleted from existence. So people couldn't see it, well, and Alex Winter couldn't make I mean, more of this stuff. Obviously, we're bringing it back. So yeah, that was kind of part of why I wanted to do it too, is to be like remind people it exists or tell them it exists at all. And you're right. I, yeah. I don't know how many people do know about this movie. So that was why, like, oh, I don't want to go through every gag because there's so many good fucking gags. In this uh, movie. Not many. I, I have a very strong feeling. Very few people understand. Yeah, that this is an actual movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like all those things we named too, like Mad Magazine and Monty Python. It, it, to me, it's also got a very like the style kind of looks like some of the more um, cinematic like uh, kids in the hall sketches, kind of like especially yeah. like the boardroom stuff. And well, and it's just very like '90s kids, like 
yeah, if you're from their style, you know what yeah. I mean? Like very like yeah, all of the comedy groups that were doing kind of surrealist goofy stuff, which is like all those groups were doing yeah, that. The state was doing that too, like where it's like th- things would be kind of surreal, but also the jokes are dumb, but what they're making fun of is smart. It's that really it's that that sticky wicket, that tough. Well, needle. like you said, it just it just yeah, exactly. Follows that needle. Like you said, it it, it is too. It's Yeah. I, yeah, I'd say just watch it. You you have to see it for yourself. How about to know that? what I mean? You yeah. have to. Watch at least, yeah. Watch at least until they get to the freak show. Yes, don't give up. Don't give up if you don't like the beginning, like Dustin. I I like it right away, but I totally get if you're like, oh, it's very '90s right away. At what's the tone here? What are we doing? Yeah, at least get it to picks up hard. At least meet once all the you freaks. get in, into the yeah. Once you get past Hollywood Squares, if you're still done, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, get past Hollywood Squares, meet some of the freaks, and because there's a there's just some there's really some, really great jokes just, in there, just some bangers, just in some there, yeah. great jokes. I, I it's it's hard sometimes to talk about a comedy without just listening to all the jokes. That's why some we just talked about, and I'll play some clips probably. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a and, and 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 the characters and the actors playing them do such a a good job. Yeah. In just, it helps sell the movie. In cinematically, it's a great looking movie, like you've said. It does. It looks it's so great good. That, that, the filmmaking is really well I was done. More, I think I was more blown away how good it looked. I was like, "There's no way this movie's gonna look good." No. This is Dustin from the '90s, and it looks great. Dustin, this is some quality home entertainment. I'll say it. God damn, if it isn't, I'll say it. And you said it right. I said it right. Thank you. It looks good. It looks good. I think we've I think we've done what we came here to do. Yes, yes, perfect. I guess we'll we'll just wrap it up here then. Uh, this is a nice tight episode. Um, so I guess I can't say. Oh, this is longer. You can still say it. You go ahead and say it. Well, That's but fine. I was thinking I could say though. For Dustin Pixley, I'm Logan Nielsen. Thank you for listening to Quality Home Entertainment. Let's have the best summer ever. <laughs> yes, let's. Yeah. And then if the episode's a little bit longer, I'll you know then I w- I will say obviously the tagline because I do like that as our tagline. <laughs> I love that tagline, but this one was we did keep it right. We kept the tag. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, this one this one was regular. This is regular. Hey, sorry, which is hey, sorry this one was us. regular. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, this is weird, but we but we, uh, did, we kept it regular. We did a normal one for a movie called Freaked. We kept it pretty regular. Okay, bye, bye. Show business, moron!